The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew 14:22 to 33. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side. While he dismissed the crowds, and after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. but by this time the boat battered by the waves was far from the land for the wind was against them and early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were terrified saying it is a ghost and they cried out in fear but immediately jesus spoke to them and said take heart it is i Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got up, got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him saying to him you of little faith why did you doubt when they got into the boat the wind ceased and those in the boat worshiped him saying truly you are the son of god the gospel of the lord praise to you lord christ today's sermon is a sequel from last week sermon actually i'm picking from where jesus left uh, last sunday we meditated on how jesus in spite of hearing the news of his cousin john the baptist being beheaded he still addresses to the needs of the people so spiritually physically he feeds them and he dismisses the crowd and now we see here jesus after he dismisses the crowd he is putting the disciples in the boat and he is sending them away from the land the verb in greek used for that word is he is forcing them the disciples are compelled to go in the boat without jesus so after sending them jesus retreats to the mountain We all know when he heard that news he didn't have enough time because people showed up he didn't want to send the people away so he spent the whole day with them it is like now in the evening time he sends the disciples he retreats to the mountain to spend time with God praying grieving and getting that strength back when Jesus is conversing with god as we all know in the old testament context mountains are always the place of god's dwelling so jesus as he was communicating with god we see the disciples facing a life threatening crisis situation in the sea they are battered by the waves and they are in a position where the boat may sink the winds are strong 
but Jesus is not with them. So when they're experiencing this, we see Jesus deciding to come to them in the wee hours, that is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. This boat incident, or when we talk about the stormy winds, it takes us back to Matthew 8, where the disciples had this similar situation. The only difference is that time Jesus was in the boat. So they cry out, save us, save us, and they wake Jesus up. And Jesus stills the storm with his word. And they were so confounded, so amazed. Who is this guy? Who is this man that even the winds and the seas obey him? And now they don't have the luxury of waking Jesus because Jesus is not with them. So they've struggled all night amidst these strong winds and waves. And they're tired. They spend all their energies. And they're struggling to keep afloat for a while. And when Jesus decided to come to them walking on the water, immediately when they saw Jesus, they started crying, shouting, saying, ghost, ghost because their minds are tired. And in Greek mythology, sea is a locus of evil and chaos. And they've mistaken Jesus as a ghost because they see it, Jesus is a specter of death because they're thinking only in that sense. And Jesus says, do not be afraid, it is I. Do not be afraid, it is I. And now our favorite character, Peter, comes up. It, if it is I, command me to come to you. If it is I, if you just prove that it is you, so just command me to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus says, come. And this guy takes few steps and he starts sinking. Then immediately he cries, Save, save me, Lord, save me, Lord. There it was together, the disciples cried out, save me. And here it is just Peter saying, save me, Lord. And Jesus immediately grabs him and then puts him back into the scene. The problem with Peter is, when Jesus puts him back into the boat, he says, you of little faith, why do you even doubt why do you even doubt? The problem I see with Peter is, more than the faith, he had doubt in his mind. Many a times when people interpret this narrative, they say Peter lost contact. He didn't focus on Jesus. He didn't look into the eyes of Jesus, which is why he started sinking. He started drowning. It is not the focus or looking having or keeping eye contact, faith starts just with one step. And when you, even before you put your one step, if you start or begin to doubt, it's done. There's no way that you can proceed because faith doesn't go with logic, with reason, with seeing. 
at his doubt. He says, if it is you, because he wanted Jesus to prove his identity, to prove that he is strong enough, so that he can believe and then he can take one step further. We read, we've just heard from the book of Romans, you all cry out, save me, save me. But how can I save you if you don't even begin to believe me? Peter didn't even believe there. He just wanted to be so special, like he just wanted Jesus to help him out, to walk and prove to others probably that uh, he can walk on the water. Maybe he's so fascinated by Jesus' death-defying stunt here, so he wanted to walk on the water. I was reading about this uh, Zen Buddhist tradition. A monk renounced everything of that tradition, and he wanted to seek enlightenment on his own. So he left everything in the monastery, and then he took a ferry, crossed the river, went into the caves, and after 25 years, he came out of the cave, stretched out his arms, and he started walking on the water. So the two monks at the riverside, they were doing laundry. So the senior monk was telling, about when the monk who just joined asked him, who is that guy? He said, you know, this guy, 20 years back, he went seeking enlightenment, and look at him. He's able to walk on the water. He's truly enlightened. And the guy who just joined, he said, what a pity. If he had just taken a ferry for a quarter. Why waste 24 years? He could have just paid some money and crossed the river, because when he went into the caves, it was just the ferry. So sometimes we lose focus for what we have to really spend our time and energies. Peter here did not have a bit of faith. The first step was doubt. First step was doubt, and he drowned. Faith is not something you see and believe, but even without seeing, you believe. Which is why he couldn't walk on the water. But amazing thing what happens is when Jesus reveals to the disciples his source of power by calming the seas and the winds. In, in the book of Job we see he stretched out his arms to heaven and he trampled the seas. So there they were confused in Matthew 8, who is this man? But here together they are saying, truly he is the son of God, truly he is son of God. When Peter was walking on the water, the winds were heavy. You, you really have to go back and read that narrative. But Jesus did not still the wind. Even in the midst of those storms or windy circumstances or situations, Jesus is with them. It is not he calms every them, everything and calling out of that situation. Instead, Jesus is going into that midst of stormy, situation or in the windy place. So Jesus, he is with the disciples even when they were struggling, when, even when they were losing that hope, Jesus was with them. The Matthew intention here is, he wanted everybody to believe and know that Jesus is the Son of God. That confession of confusion 
here we see a clarity of confession. They were so confused, but now they have a clarity that he is the son of God. Usually in the church, early church, or in apostolic traditions, the church is compared to a boat. It is compared to a boat. Many churches are built in boat structure. Even St. Stephen's is built in boat structure. The idea is the church is in the boat. So when the boat sails in the sea, the many kinds of storms, they keep coming up. We, we have the persecution. Those days it was, even now we have persecution. Now we have this pandemic. We have the disease, the sickness, the unemployment, capitalism. In many ways, the storms try to overwhelm us, cover us, sometimes spray in a very light way. It, sometimes you get it and sometimes you really feel it. But when all this is happening, the assurance and the faith is that we are in the boat with Jesus. Oftentimes, when this pandemic broke out, everybody, it's like a slogan, they say, we are all in this together. We are all in this together. This is what we, we hear often. But are we all together in this boat with Jesus together? Because Jesus is calling us today from our, to melt us from our crazy, wild, confused lives to a life of peace, to a life of comforting power and the life of his presence with us. The question is, are we with him in the boat? May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.